Okay. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. Mike is dumb. the internet you're busy so let's do this welcome to the games we decides podcast this is your podcast where we decide everything about the world of games so you don't have to i'm your host jeffrey grubb with me mike minotti that's me and in today's episode we're going to go over the news and then we're going to start talking about e3 because e3 is growing it is spreading too early yet it's it's actually not and i'll explain why once we get closer to that um and I think we're also going to talk about Summer Games Done Quick. Just really quickly. We'll, we'll, I mean, it makes sense, right? We'll talk about it quickly. Um, Mike, Yo. how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm good. That, that's not convincing. Oh, uh, you know. We're doing this in the be better. I could be a billionaire living on a beach, but, you know, as far as the median, you know, quality <laughs> of life goes, I'll take it. Um, okay, so yeah, I, I want to tell everyone before we kind of get into everything, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can get more of me and Mike at GamesBeat.com. If you have something to share with us, email the podcast at GamesPlusPodcastAdventureBeat.com. Uh, that's the plus sign. If you're watching on, uh, on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitch, you can get more of us in the audio version on iTunes. What is it? Wait, is it not iTunes anymore? Uh, apparently, it's apparently just... I don't know why I'm asking you. You're worthless. You I don't know. know. AJ, <laughs> my brother told me to change the name. What are they going to? Or, it's I like don't know. Apple Podcast, I think, is what he said on your guys' yeah, show. I don't know. Ah, okay, that's ridiculous. Uh, Google Play, Stitcher. I'm sure if you go to iTunes and you search for the podcast, it's iTunes still going right to show now. up. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, we're catering to an older audience that doesn't know how to set their VCR yeah. or get. Yeah, old. you guys aren't hip. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> uh, and if you like the show while you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five star review. It's, they're probably not even doing that anymore. Who knows? Um, they have reviews, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, they're changing everything. Um, I finished f- number three in Player Unknown's Battlegrounds twice so far. Uh, and it, it hurts to get that close and come up short. I hope, oh. like, the first time I play it, I get to number I know. One. I have, actually, I hope so, too, because that would make me really mad. But it would be, uh, <laughs> yeah, be great. Yeah, it would kind of be great in a way uh, to get like, that angry. I'd be so happy. Um, that, I mean, that, that is the plan where I'm planning to show uh, you and Jason. Or, uh, Jason played it a little bit, I guess, um, already. But I want, I, I'm still going to kind of show him the basics of, of this game. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I'm still not great at killing other players, but I'm good at surviving long enough to get into those final moments where... If I the one time was especially heartbreaking because I had plenty of gear, I had plenty of life, um, but I just didn't realize good enough. Yeah, I was I was terrible. I actually it was it was a lack of knowledge. Apparently, the force field, the electrical field that comes up and like keeps players uh, like into a small like or keeps them corralled in a smaller and smaller space. Um, it gets more powerful as it goes on later in the game. So I thought I had plenty of health so that if even if I got caught in it for a second, it would just chip away at it. Um, but I was crawling, getting ready to go into the safe zone. I was right on the outside edge of it, and all of a sudden I'm dead because it like chipped away a huge chunk of it, and I was number three, and I totally had it. I could see the other guys fighting. I would have won that match if I just wasn't so dumb. Um, 
so yeah, that's killing me. That's taking up a lot of my time though. That, that yeah, game's sounds easy. like you blew it basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then I immediately played like five more games and did so terrible, and it was a death spiral from that point down. Um, but yeah, that that is that kind of game where it is one more match, one more match over and over, and it's uh, it's taking up a lot of my time. What's the average? What's like the average length of a match? I mean, it, I would say if you get to the end, thirty minutes. Um, okay. But it, if you're Dying pretty quickly. I mean, it could be like two minutes, five, ten. Um, so it's like about. So it's about five minutes for you, but like yeah, players, <laughs> I've, I've had more five minute games than anything else. That's for sure. I mean, All if right. you if you try to be like play it clever and you try to uh, get to a point where you are um, sticking sticking away from the battles, not trying to go out and like get a million things. If you are staying inside once you know you're safe and like listening for people approaching, you could survive really easily for a long time. It's just not that. That that part's not that fun, uh, so you kind of want to get out there and put your you know fortune favors to sure. hold, Mike. You don't want to be a camper, exactly. Yeah, although it actually is. A it, although I'm sure it's a great strategy. It's a great strategy, <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay, uh, we should probably just get into the news, unless you have anything new that you've been playing, Mike. No, nah, I mean I've been playing Wonder Boy, uh, the Monsters Curse I, on Switch. Okay, which, well, I, real quick, I actually am curious. How, how is that? Uh, it's super cool. It's like. About. Yeah, because, I mean, the original game is just something I never played because it was a Sega Master System game. Mm-hmm. It's basically, like, like Sega's, like, weird take on what maybe, like, a, a not I, won't, I don't even want to say Metroidvania because there is no, like, Symphony of the Night, just, like, Metroid, mm-hmm. what their kind of version of Metroid would be. Um, I, don't, you know, I don't even know if saying Sega's is right because I don't think that they made it necessarily. I think it's just on their system. But Yeah, but there's a sort of gen- a Genesis Master System type of game. And, and I mean, it was exclusive, but it was also one of those types of games where it looked very much like it came from the Sega, uh, Sega ethos. Oh, yeah, a bit. And, yeah, because, you know, I think you're like, you assume you're like me and a lot of people in the U.S. Like, when we had Genesis, we didn't even know the Master System existed. Yeah, no way. So there's no way I was ever going to be able to play yeah. this game. So I didn't really know that much about it. But playing it now, it is super cool. I mean, there are things of it that are that have aged. Like, that there, you know, there are some kind of, like, nonsense gamey things about it. But, like, the, it's actually kind of fixed a bit with the new art style. Like, it's one of those games where you can switch between, like, the original look and, like, this new hand-drawn art that actually looks really nice and and like the newer art they kind of make like some areas more clear like what's going on there and whatnot but I, I, i'm actually having a lot of fun with it. it is this kind of interesting like look at like the early days of non-linear platforming and I it's got it some actually it's still got some, yeah and has some neat ideas in it even still I, like this whole like you're cursed and you're turning these different animals and they have different uh, abilities and that's kind of the Metroid aspect, right? Like you need certain to be certain animals to get past certain things and whatnot. Yeah, I'm, I was definitely uh, thinking about buying that one. I, I think I actually will end up buying it. I want to. I don't want to get out of hand buying games for the Switch because I I'm still haven't finished Snake Pass. I haven't gotten all 120 shrines in Zelda, which I intend to do. I'm uh, trying to play. Uh, through 200cc on Mario Kart and uh, things like that. So uh, I have games that I, I own already and I should be playing before I buy some other stuff. So we'll see. That's how I am with Persona 5 still. I'm still in a holding pattern with that while I yeah. get some other Are you getting Playo, Playo? Oh, you were, did you issue you review or I, something with Yeah, I'm, I didn't want to... I mean, the game's been out for a long, long time in Japan and it was kind of... It's kind of the exact same thing. Uh, I did... So I did some coverage of it. I, didn't, I don't think I'm going to review it. But I would but you, say but the point is you have it. You don't have to buy it tomorrow. Yes, exactly. And I, I do really like it. It's the combination of those two things you think uh, wouldn't work well together. But Mike, they're two great tastes that taste great together. Uh, there you go. Uh, they 
so you know anyone who doesn't know Puyo Puyo, it's Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Color Match, Kirby's Avalanche, Kirby's Avalanche. It's you know Color Matching, trying to get pieces together. If you get at least four together, they disappear, and then the other pieces round a cascade. So the whole point is to set up combos. So you're cascading one, two, three, four things together so that these four pieces are coming together and exploding. Um, and it's played in a versus setting so that when you, you get these higher combos, they punish your opposing player. But the thing is, your opposing player could be playing Tetris. Or you could be playing both Tetris and Puyo Puyo on the same thing at the same time. And what it does is uh, the Puyo pieces come down and then you might start getting Tetris pieces. And the Tetris pieces have this thing where they are like a they're a denser buoyancy so when you put them down they like go right through the puyo puyo pieces and they set up on the bottom so you can still make lines there across the bottom um and then there's another mode where it switches uh periodically from puyo puyo to tetris and then back and forth and back and forth and your uh your puyo puyo stage remains the same it's like in stasis while you go play tetris for a little bit yeah, that sounds super cool it is but intense in a way that like i, I really found my brain tickling from playing right. it it's something like maybe i wouldn't get this if like it wasn't coming on kind of a shiny new system that i would like to have another game for but, yeah you know, it's like yeah i, I, I think we, we talked about this last week uh like those steam sale games i think it might if it was on pc I think it would be ideal for something like that. I, it's something I'd probably put in my library and maybe not play for a very long time, if ever. Uh, but I'm glad it's on the Switch, and I'm glad I'm playing it because it is a game that deserves some time and uh, some appreciation. It is pretty cool. It has, has, a, has a whack story mode where uh, they talk a lot. And the Puyo Puyo games do have story modes. I yeah. think that's a thing with them. Yeah. Yes, totally. And so they brought all those characters together with these Tetris characters, the characters of Tetris, which is a thing, uh, yeah, in this game thing, at least. Okay. And uh, they... You know, Are they, they Russian? Can, uh, <laughs> no, they're from space. Oh. So, yes, Boo. I mean, same thing, right? Uh, and they uh, they argue and then they settle their differences with Puyo Puyo and or Tetris. Sounds like an episode of Pokemon. It very, feels like an episode of anime, yeah. Anime. You know what I wish was on Switch now is, is that Hollow Knight game everyone's going on about? Yeah, I, I, that one looks good. The Metroidvania. I, I wish the Flint Hook game was on there. We, I guess Hollow Knight is coming to Switch, but like we don't know when. Yeah. Which one? Which, sure which one's Flint Hook? Flint Hook's like the one where it's it is also a retro platform, or platformer, but it's also a, a rogue light sort of game, and you uh, have a grappling hook. So a combination. There's always, like great platforms coming out. And, like I still need to play Owlboy, but again, I'm waiting for that to kind of come out for a system. Like I don't really mm -hmm. want to play these games for whatever reason on Steam. I don't know why. When it's like those a games. retro platformer, mm -hmm. I want to play it on a console. I mean, I will play. I, I think it may be a little bit more willing to do that than maybe you because I I got uh, I have the Steam box. What is it called? The one that streams to your TV, Steam Link. Yeah, I um, have that thing, and I do not like it. Yeah, so I, I have it set up with like a, a pretty decent connection, and it, it ends up working okay a lot of the times these days. Um, and it works like with my Xbox One controller right out of the box every time next they've updated it. You're not times. using your Steam controller? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't even know where that thing is. I, I think I actually, I, every time I have to turn on the Steam Link, I think I actually have to find it so I can turn it on, and then I lose it again immediately. Um, but I'll, So I'll play those games on the TV downstairs, but like for example, I'm playing. Uh, I'm gonna play that um, that Zelda fan remake of the Zelda yeah, Breath yeah. of the Wild prototype. I'm gonna play that on the uh, on the TV downstairs. I'm looking forward to that because uh, it works with controller. You, you think if you asked Valve if they thought that controller was kind of a failed experiment or just a failed product, I guess not really much of an experiment. Do you think they'd be honest about that, or do you think they would deflect that a bit? 
I think they would find some middle ground between those two options. I think they would say, <laughs> I guess, I guess, yeah. I think they'd be like, "Hey, we learn. We nothing's a failure because we're always learning from everything we do." This, I, I, in fact, I know that's what they would say. I, I'm pretty sure. Like, I should have asked that was about. You know, we talked about this a couple weeks I ago. I was there. I should have asked it. I know, but it's a good question. But probably one of the reasons I didn't ask it is because that's exactly what they would have said, and we all know it. Um, yeah. You should have uh, pressed it. No, it's shitty, and you know it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me it's shitty. Tell me how bad your controller was. Hey, tell me how bad you messed up. Um, yeah, okay, Mike, let's get into this. All right. Notes. Yeah, um, let's jump right here into We Were Wrong, apparently. <laughs> Last week. I, I, th- I really didn't see this coming. Me I didn't neither. No, it was going to be SNES because it makes no sense to discontinue the NES Classic. Like, those two products could exist at the same time. I think the problem is, is we were talking as two rational people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Nintendo. Yeah, it's Nintendo that we're talking about here. So and this is still a rumor. It's just like a pretty... This is like, oh, uh, people are saying the Switch is going to be a portable home console hybrid rumor. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. So, okay, we should t- we tell people what it is. So last week we said, um, we, we announced the news that the NES uh, Classic Edition is being canceled, discontinued. Nintendo's going to stop making it. In fact, I think this very morning, the, the last shipment went out to Best Buy and there were people lined up, of course. Yeah, one person lined customer. up here. Uh, me and Mike were like, okay, they're going to come out with a, a new version of the NES Classic that is a little bit different, that they could sell for maybe a little bit more money with different games. Uh, it doesn't sound like that's going to happen, according to a rumor from Eurogamer. They say their sources claim that Nintendo is already manufacturing the SNES Classic for this holiday, and that is one of the primary reasons why Nintendo stopped making the NES Classic edition. So, so, so here's the mixed feelings on this, right? I cannot wait to own an <laughs> NES Classic Oh, yeah. That is going to be fantastic. Uh, and now we know. We really know, man. You better get, like, you better pre-order one of those. I don't, that's, they didn't even, get... you couldn't pre-order the first one, though. That's right. So, well, you get in line then. Yes. You get in line that first shipment. Yeah, that's going to uh, be a nuts thing to, to witness, is the, the lines right. for that thing. But, but yeah. it's so, it, it is this thing, like, what? why was the NES Classic Edition discontinued? Are they really just that obs- obsessed? Do they just love the idea that people are clamoring for it? And they just like to the point where they never want there to be that gratification. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, uh, I, I, maybe, you know what? This doesn't mean that there isn't going to also be an NES Classic Edition mm-hmm. 2.0. That could still happen, it, I guess. It's, it seems a little weirder. It'd be weird if they went, especially if it's not out this holiday and, it's, and they come out next holiday and it comes out after the SNES Classic runs its course to go back to the nes is going to feel a little weird uh, right but i mean no you're right it, it could still happen i and it should because clearly it's a way to make money and it serves a different audience than the it, virtual it, console so you're not it's this overlap that people keep no claiming idea. nintendo's worried about nintendo has to know that's not a problem right because well, it's ma- not the same audience it's not a problem i don't know if they know that it's not a problem <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, rational thinking adults. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just just let people buy those things that they want to buy from you. Uh, it's weird. Yeah. I can't wait though, man. Give me that. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it's funny because like that thing that like, you give you give me Super Metroid Link to the Past Mario World. Pretty much everything else is gravy. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, and you do those and with an HDMI port on the back, so that oh it looks God. really great on your modern TV and everything. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I will literally, as soon as that thing comes out, I'm going to be like, you know, I'm playing all three of these games again right now. Oh, yeah, God. Um, Yoshi's Island as well. I mean, we don't have to go through yeah, the yeah. list because every single person on the internet made their own list. Yeah, me and uh, did it on the Exploring Pro podcast. <laughs> Check that out. Last episode. We came up with 30 games. Yeah, it was a good I, I liked your guys' list. But, like, I even, like, came up with the idea in my head, like, I should just do one of these fake lists where I come up with a bunch of... Uh, fake Super Nintendo games that sound like they would have been real things, but everyone knows they're a joke. But I think, like, two or three people also did that as well. Oh, man. It, it was it was an absurd, like, gold rush on those stories last week. Um, but well, yeah. We're going to find some exciting new list angles to do yeah, on exactly. this. We, we got a mind for a list of We're going to come up with a list for the uh, the 30 games that be in the TurboGrafx-16 Classic <laughs> Edition. <laughs> exactly. Which we can do it. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, as long as you like shooters, for sure, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, story. Oh, one. turbo turbo graphics had more than shooters. No, I know, on. but like half of them are going to be schmups, right? I mean, yeah, there's there, that. But you know what? No, we're, 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 we'll we'll come back next week. That'll be our our. We'll, there's we'll, two. There was two great bon- That was back when Bonks games were actually exciting and not yes, just some that's weird true. And I, I it was Bonks, Bonks fan. Bonks games were the games where I was like, man, I wish I had a turbo graphics because that looks okay. really awesome. I have a stupid Nintendo. Uh, I Jeff, I had a turbo graphics. What was that like? Weird, because you didn't really, you never got that many games for it, because it was like in stores for like you know four months, and then I guess I'm, that's and there's no eBay, so it's like I guess I'm not buying any more Turbo Graphics games. Guess I'm playing Bonks again. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I tell you, what, I played a lot of Bonks. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I went back and played Bonks after uh, like years of like coveting it. Good games, uh, and it was still very good. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the next two stories we're going to combine them. Bayonetta hit 100,000 copies on Steam in one week. This is an ongoing story now. This Bayonetta port to the PC where it was teased, it came out, and now it is being successful, which cl- clearly indicates that they should just keep doing this. And guess what? Today. Uh, Bayonetta got a 22 kilobyte patch on Steam. People went through the went through the files. They dug through and tried to find out what was different in these 22 kilobytes. And it was an image of the main character from Vanquish, which is what we mentioned last week. This is the next game they should do. So it, it does feel like they are teasing this. Sega, who is the publisher of that game, um, has said that you know they want to keep doing these kinds of things. So this is one of the ways to do the, the, this kind of thing, and I'm uh, I'm very excited because that's a I, game I, I want to play so bad in 4K on my PC. Ooh, I want to play that. This is a game that I haven't played before, and I've heard so many things, and I, I know I would like it. And just just from hearing how well uh, they did the Bayonetta PC port, I'm very excited yeah. to try this. Yeah, I, it, uh, those kind those are the kinds of games that feel like they should have been um, backward compatible on Xbox One. Uh, yeah, and is, is Bayonetta backward compatible? I, I don't think so, but so, maybe yeah, I can I, check. I wonder if the if the like if there's going to be start being a caliber of game that is good enough that it you would think, oh, why is it backward compatible? But Bayonetta they just, was they just added put, in September. I okay, guess. okay, okay, okay. So maybe okay. So but Vanquish has not been, and I wonder if they're going to simultaneously make that backward compatible on Xbox One if they release Vanquish it on the PC. Not. I think that would be a a good idea, and maybe they would sell a bunch there, or who knows. So. That one hundred thousand. I mean, how, how expensive do you think it is for them to make these PC ports? Is this pretty much? Is this like pure profit, or is it not quite like I mean, that ridiculous for them? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm speaking from a complete place of ignorance, I think. But I, I, from what I understand, it should be not pure profit, but a pretty good deal because you know PC is a pretty similar architecture, even to the three hundred and sixty. Um, but uh, the, you know, they they 
should be able to, especially in the engines that they're building these games in, I'm pretty sure Platinum still uses very a lot of the same tools. So they've already kind of done a lot of the work for other games. So going back and putting the hooks in the bayonet up, bringing it forward to the, some of the stuff they've done shouldn't have been too hard. It should, shouldn't have required uh, too many people. So yeah, they're, they probably made a quite so, a, a big chunk of change on this. Here's, here's what, kind of one last talking point on this. So it seems like a pretty good year for Platinum, right? People are really buying into them. This Platinum's year kind of I mean, it's always been a studio that people have loved, but it definitely seems like it's reaching some new echelon. Right. And you have Nier as the PlayStation 4 exclusive really doing super well. So super like, well. Do you think Microsoft is, like, being just a little bit more kind of, re you know, regretting that whole canceling scale-bound thing? I, I mean... Especially when it seems like they don't have that much on the... I'm sure they got I mean, we're going to hear about... We're going to talk about later, probably, this E3 thing. But it just seems like there would have been an, even more of an excitement around scale-bound now... Than it would have been before, because it would have basically been the next big uh, Platinum Games project. I wish we knew why they canceled that game. I, I mean, I, it, just, it has to just be that it was just the development was going slow and it was expensive, and they cut the cord when they wanted to. They looked at it and they they had some accountants crunch numbers on how much money they think it would make. Yeah, and it they're like, oh, this is going to be a recore situation yeah. or something like that. I, I mean, mm. you know, just fucking support these games. Like recore, obviously ran out of money. That was a good game in the first half, the first couple of hours. Yeah, no, ReCore was kind of disappointing because it felt like there was there was something there, and I think if they kind of were able to go further with it, just have, like, another, I don't know, whatever it needed. You have to say, like, a year or whatever, I don't know. Right. But if there was a, if more work could have been done, it could have been special, and instead it was just kind of a, you know. I, to your point, though, I, I mean, I would hope Microsoft is regretting it. I, I, if I if I'm Microsoft or I'm a huge Microsoft fan or something like that, my hope is that Microsoft doesn't cut the cord with Platinum, and my hope is that Microsoft supports Platinum and says, "Here, what do you need to make this to to get to the finish line with this and make it awesome?" Um, now, that's not the position that Sony's in because I don't think Sony is paying for the development of Neo and Near and all these exclusives they got through the first half of this year. It just turned out that. Japanese developers all put their games together over the last couple of years and they came out. So Sony isn't having to spend that money uh, in the way Microsoft probably should be. But Microsoft is, is not doing that either. Uh, so it's just kind of hurting the Xbox One in terms of its exclusives. And unless they have a huge E3, I mean, why would you go out and buy a Scorpio if it's not to the place where you're going to get, you know, every great game from third parties and then at least a couple of cool exclusives right. that aren't yeah. Halo and Gears of War? Right yeah. now, there's got to be somewhat of a shortage of Halo and Gears of War. Yeah, but we'll get to that. Yeah, I, yes, we will get to that, but we're, it might be take longer than you expect. I'll explain when we get there. Whatever. Oh. Um, yes. So next story: the original StarCraft has been patched for the first time in eight years and is now free. Um, this is the lead up to the StarCraft HD remaster. This is not the HD remaster. This is the original StarCraft game. Um, I, I, I think the story is interesting for uh, kind of one particular reason. Whenever an HD remake comes out, um, the de developers never make the original free. Right. You don't, they don't ever give it away. Seems counterproductive in a yeah. way, right? I think that's just Blizzard. They're like, "Hey, no, we know this is not going to eat into this. This is a people are going to want the HD remaster." It's like for... an anti Nintendo reaction. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's a a sort of confidence in understanding that uh, yes, is the 
bizarro world version of Nintendo. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I just I think it's indicative of where where Blizzard wants to take StarCraft, where it thinks the HD remaster can go. And I think it's just a confident move and saying, hey, we believe hard, uh, hardcore in what we're doing with remaster in terms of its online infrastructure and its visuals and its ability to play and like the original. There kind of has to be a point where a PC game is just kind of so old to a point where, especially if it was one that had like that big of a run. I mean, why not yeah. make it free at this point? Yeah. Like, what, am I going to pay... Five bucks for StarCraft One right now. No, but you'll play five game. bucks for Super Mario Brothers Three again. Um, <laughs> yeah, we will for sure. Yeah, it's <laughs> different. Uh huh. Um, I wish I was more personally ahead. excited for this because uh, I, I always tell you like RTS has always been kind of my yeah, me kryptonite. So. Yeah, uh, it's just but not it's neat. my brain. Yeah, give I, I mean, me, I give me Diablo great, Two yeah. for free and I'll be all about it. But. <laughs> for real. Yeah, no, I do. Do you think they would do that with their if they do Diablo? HD remaster. I think they will because I I think Diablo two HD remaster maybe Diablo one, uh maybe that would do that first. But Diablo two seems to be the one that people have the most kind of affinity for. Mm -hmm. If they're gonna do it to Starcraft, I think they'll do it to Diablo two at some point. Last story: Rocket League. Rocket League. Rocket League Rocket has Leech. Rocket my Liege. My, <laughs> my Liege. Is, oh, that's their new ad campaign. Don your Rocket my Liege. Uh, has has reached 30 million players. That's that's pretty impressive. This is one of those games that definitely came out of nowhere, stuck its landing, and just has built in popularity ever since. It's regularly one of the top 10 most played games on Steam, almost nonstop. Um, I I mean, I, this is a different kind of era for gaming, and I think this is one of the one of an example of that. Now, I mean, there was always like we just talked about one of games, StarCraft, where it has this huge bit player base that plays it forever and ever, and it's like the one game they play. But it feels like nowadays there are more of those kinds of games than ever before, and they are of a more varied genre and type than ever before. And Rocket League is an example of that. Right, no, for sure. Especially on that PC yes. scene, it seems like. Which mm -hmm. is Rocket League, we thought of as more of a PlayStation 4 exclusive for a while. Yeah, and but now it really seems to have mm -hmm, the largest yeah. presence on Steam. I mean, and that's it's nuts because it came out as PlayStation uh, Plus, like a free game on PlayStation yeah, 4. Yeah, that's what helped. Kind yeah, of but then on PC, it, where it was never a free giveaway for any reason, uh, it has definitely usurped the PlayStation 4 version. It's kind of it does seem to be one of those two games that, like a lot of games, they kind of seem like they come out on PlayStation Plus because maybe there's like, like a lack of confidence, like almost like with Drawn to Death, right? yeah, Drawn to Death, or it's like, <laughs> or like it's a game that's kind of past its prime. Like this is like the one example of a game that like kind of got noticed because of the mm. PlayStation Plus thing. I should play Drawn to Death just so I can speak to it. You have you have fun with that, yeah. <laughs> You go, you do the science on that one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't. Did you play it at all, or did, like I can't remember? I played it at an E three once, and I yeah, just found it I, exactly. oppressively uh, not something I would like. I played it at the PlayStation Experience, the first one where it made its debut, and I, I mm. was like, hmm, I, seems like it has a long way to go. And I just I was watching a video the other day, and it's like, nope, it was exactly this, like mm -hmm. forever ago, like multiple years ago. What I don't want to like revel in that game's. Uh, apparent failings, but it's hard to not... No, I don't want to pick on it, but... No, I know, but it's I'm, it's hard not to, like, sort of, like, have a, like, a gleeful, like, what were they thinking mentality. Right, it is, right? Like, what? Yeah. Uh, come on. All right. Uh, Mike, what we're going to do now is we're going to go to an ad break. Um, that means we say goodbye for a little bit, and we'll be right back. Is that okay with you? No. I don't I care. Quit. I don't care. Right. Shut up. You knew uh, I was going to say no. Why do you even ask? And now we're in an ad break. Can you even handle this? 
No. It says, I, I consider our sponsors. Oh, this is the ad. Yeah, oh, it's the ad. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just has. It's not pre-recorded. All right, what am I selling, people? Um, I think we should sell people on the very last week before you can get tickets for the game, the Games Meet Summit, because it's happening next week, right? It's happening. It's happening on May first, May second, in uh, in Berkeley, at the. What's I can't. It called? I can't even remember. <laughs> What's the venue? I, I can't remember the venue actually. I, I, I so I wrote down the. Like, I know I, everybody who lives in San Francisco is very excited about the venue. Like everyone I talk to, like, oh, it's at that place. It's very nice. Yeah, like, the oh, place. Cool. Yeah. So why, why do we have to say it? If they all know. Like everyone, okay. everyone who's probably been to an event in Berkeley probably knows what we're talking about. So we they don't better have, have to a know cheesecake it. factory somewhere. Around oh yeah, there. that's all we. That's all that matters to us. Um, if you come, you're going to hear speakers like Star Wars, Rogue One, Scribe Gary Witta, Epic CEO Tim Sweeney, and a ton more. Um, Dean keeps telling me to tell our audience because he thinks our audience is a bunch of groups about the Call of Duty developers, Sledgehammer Games. They're making a Call of Duty World War II. Uh, we just found that out like this this past week. That probably should have oh, been yeah. a news story, shouldn't it? Yeah, probably been talking about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they just said it's happening. Yeah. Oh, right, big surprise. This is an ad break. This isn't the podcast. Yeah, exactly. So if you if you are interested, check out venturebeat.com/events for more. Uh, if you want to get a discount, I'm, that's probably not even a thing anymore because the tickets are, are they're about to like go off sale because the thing is happening any day now. Um, but you can still try to get that discount by tweeting us at at. Uh, Venture Beats or at Games Beat or at GB Decides Podcast. Um, yeah, and we're going to get back to the episode in just one moment. Mike, we're <laughs> going to jump into our, our two big topics. The, uh, the first one, we're going to, uh, it's not really a huge topic. I wanted to put it in news, but really I just, I'm excited about it, so I wanted to talk about it. Summer Games Done Quick 2017, the schedule came out. Um, yes, it did. Have you taken a look at this to see any oh, games? Yeah, there? I've studied it quite extensively. So, <laughs> what are you excited? Don't... Oh, yeah. Well, for those who oh, don't yes, know, go so... ahead. That's a good idea. So, Summer Games Done Quick. It's uh, Games Done Quick. It's a biannual, uh, week-long marathon, like twenty-four hours a day for seven days of a uh, video game speedrun. Speedruns are when people just try to play through a game as fast as can, depending on like certain conditions. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you have to do it uh, without getting any glitches. Sometimes you have to collect all the items. Sometimes it's just as fast as you can, as long as you get to the credits, right? And this is it's this whole kind of thing. It's kind of like an offshoot of like the Twitch community, right? Like this stuff kind of mm-hmm. became more popular because it's now a spectator sport. And it's not like on the level of esports, but and I, personally, it's, it's something I'm more interested. The same in. here. And, and the uh, the people that watch it are just as engaged and enthusiastic as an esports fan. Sometimes even more. I mean. They are going to this event for a week at a time. Uh, this one's in Minneapolis, I think. And they're just, you know, they get a hotel room and they hang out with their friends and they watch speedruns nonstop, like 24 hours a day uh, for this this week-long thing. It's a it's a really cool event. And they raise the money for charity. I don't know Plus, if Plus, Mike is just dreamy. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I, That's who I would like to get on the show. Like, one of those guys. Like, Spike yeah. Vegeta or Poexel or something. It, it's, it's, uh, it stinks because every year I hope they come back to Denver because the year I moved here... They uh, the, they were holding it right then uh, the uh, summer games done quick right in Denver and I just I was moving into all my stuff so I couldn't make it I'm like oh I'll just go next year and they haven't been back yeah. since so it's been very frustrating because I would yeah, like they to never been, to they've never guys. really been around my area so yeah um, at some point okay but let's take a look at this list uh, if there's oh, yeah, by, and real quick it's for charity like people donate yes. the whole time they raise like over a million dollars pretty much every time these days mm-hmm. this one is for uh, doctors without borders doctors without borders yeah, yeah. Very cool. what's the so, other yeah. one what's the other one raise money for uh, the, uh it's just one of the cancer foundations it's, that's right it's one of those right. I forget like, the exact like stop name. cancer something yeah one of those cancer go away yeah end cancer 
uh, my liege. Um, Don't you, are, you always jump back is anytime anybody like does something for any kind of like cancer foundation, there's always people now who are like, you know, that those people are just raising for quote unquote awareness, and they're not really doing any good. It's like one of those t- arguments you're now just tired of hearing about. Yeah, I mean, for for sure, I I've uh, grown pretty good at tuning those people out just because they're so ridiculous. But uh, yeah, that's I have grown tired of that for sure. It, it's also like a kind of a lame joke too. Like, oh, I, I'm aware of it. Of course I'm aware of breast cancer. Like, I know all about breasts. It's like all the people who are, like, posting on Facebook about how annoyed they were by the Ice Bucket Challenge. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, meanwhile, it's like, oh, no, that Ice Bucket Challenge actually raised money. I was like, no, it's just stupid. Keyboard, yeah. activism, I'm, all, I'm yeah. better than that. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, and that's very, it's very, you're right. It's very frustrating because, no, it actually super duper works. But, yeah, exactly. So I'm not But try anyways, uh, yeah, the schedule. We could just complain about all the things that bother us, Mike. But yeah, let's. Uh, Jeff, tell oh, me first. Jeff's number one on my list. Anyways, <laughs> tell me what stands out to you on this thing. Well, it, it's pretty cool. One of the, the what they're opening with is something mm. that I think is going to become a speedrunning standard. Is your yeah. automata? Yeah, that's it, it, looking it, it, yeah. very. I'm very excited about that. Two hours is the uh, expected runtime, which is on the longer side for one of these run, uh, speedruns. Oh, apparently, apparently this guy's speedrun is really cool, Jeff. It's two hours. One-handed, he's playing it. Holy shit. God, that's yeah. right. And apparently this uh-huh. is like his stand-up. It's like a stuff. really cool run. They, they have a lot of heavy hitters on the first day, as they, as they tend to. You have Halo right. 1 on Legendary Mode, Metroid Prime, Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night's always one of the best. Anything that's... Because Super Metroid's like the quintessential speedrun yeah, game. And it, Symphony of the Night's basically like the next Super Metroid. Mm-hmm. So and, and, yeah, they, and they are often have races for those kinds of games. I don't think this is a race. It's just uh, uh, Dragon Blitz is running it. But... Um, yeah, I, I love watching anything along those Super Metroid lines. But Luigi's Mansion's coming on before that, and that's also one of my favorites just because uh, people get pretty wild for that one. It's it's not a game you think of that would have this huge audience outside of speedrunning, but in the speedrunning community, uh, people go nuts for it. And uh, when it, when they finish it and the credits play, everyone in the crowd and all the, the runners get up and they do a huge dance that I just – I friggin' I love it. I kind of go nuts too and do the dance in my house when I'm watching it on Twitch. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, how about on the day two? Is there anything stick out stick out to you? On on uh, day two, sorry, I was scrolling down. No, uh, yeah, do, two, if you have anything else, two, yeah. Well, day two is good because you have some. You kind of have this um, PlayStation One platformer block. You have Crash Bandicoot followed by Spyro: Year of the Dragon and then Ape Escape One. The Ape Escape Run is actually really interesting. That's a fun one. I haven't watched then, that one, but I've heard, I've heard people that really like yeah. that. There's a lot of weird tricks with it. It's funny how Ape Escape was a game designed to show off how cool it would be if a controller could have two analog sticks. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that that day and that that time or that era of gaming that anyhow is it was uh, the Wild West. It was great. Yeah, it was exactly. People didn't know what to do with these friggin' analog sticks. Um, I like uh, earlier in the earlier in the day. These are two games that I've always had a curiosity about, but I've never um, really taken the time to learn them. Uh, and now I'm just going to do it through uh, Summer Games Done Quick. ActRaiser and EVO Search for Eden. Um, people always talk up these games as like secret awesome games on the Super Nintendo. And I'm going to finally sit down and see if these speedruns give me any illumination of why that is. Yeah, I'm actually, yeah. I, I don't know as much about EVO, but I do always hear about ActRaiser. They're both. It's, it's one of those games I'm always kind of looking for when I go to these secondhand shops. And oh, look at EVO now. It looks freaking sweet. It's like dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah, I think it's like an evolution sort of. Oh my game. God. Yeah, it's like supposed to be really awesome. And I I think it's one that I would like more than ActRaiser. I've tr- actually tried to play ActRaiser. And I, I just couldn't get back the, the, past the beginning levels where it's well, still. It's a weird game, game is yeah. ActRaiser. It's, you know, it turns it's into like, like a city builder. 
Yeah, it's half city builder, half side scroller. Yeah, so. I, think the, I think that's like this block clearly is like games that feel like they should be on PC but are on Super Nintendo. Um, let's see, uh, we, should, we can move on to day three. Anything jump out to you? Day three, Jet Jet Set Radio Future. So I've seen a Jet Grind Radio speed run, which was super fun. I haven't seen one for the sequel yet, so I'm actually uh, pretty excited about that. And yeah. uh, then, then this is Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver any percent. That's going to take about two hours and forty minutes. That's the remake of Gold and Silver, probably the best Pokemon games. And then you have Doom, the the new Doom, all secrets. And last year they yeah. kind of ran Doom back when it was a new game, kind of like Nier. Mm-hmm. So this will be kind of more refined, I think, in this kind of more interesting category. Yeah, Doom all, is like another game. Is... Yeah, Doom was like the game last year that kind of broke out as like this is going to be a big hit in the speedrunning mm-hmm. community. Yeah, and that's one one of the ones I was going to pick out. I'm very uh, very curious to see the all secrets run. I think that could be a. Uh especially interesting um i i wonder what does it mean when they say pokemon heart gold and soul silver is it just mean i mean i think it just i mean i'm sure they're picking one or the other it's just it's this i think they don't want to say one or the other so people know yeah they're the same games right it's just whatever pokemon appear in them um i'd like the tony hawk pro tony hawk sports skater block anytime uh, I, any of those uh extreme sports games are always uh, fun to watch uh, i like uh Trials in the past, they've done those, and it's pretty incredible. Tonox Pro Skater, I imagine, is going to be uh, equally uh, incredible, especially all goals and golds, because then you have to see how they, you know, in one in one run, do a perfect run to get, uh, you know, the high score on the first time. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I Am Bread, which is a weird game when you control a piece of bread. Um, yes, I, I do know I Am Yeah, I, that I think is going to be pretty cool to see as well. I want to see how people, how, how great these guys are at controlling a piece of bread. And look what's right under it's Hollow Knight. Speak of the devil yeah. already showing it. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, if you make a you make a Metroidvania, man, it's probably going to get a speed run. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's almost without a doubt. Okay, uh, let's see. I forget what day we're on, but the next day, July fifth. I think it's day four. Uh, well, you have a you have a, a small classic Castlevania block of two of my favorite Castlevania games: Castlevania Three, Dracula's Curse for the NES, Trevor only, so no switching characters. And then uh, Castlevania Rondo of Blood, Richter 80%. So pretty, the pretty much uh, standard mode for that one. Rondo of Blood's kind of like the uh, weird precursor to right. Symphony of the Night. It's yeah. uh, super fun. You also have Star Tropics, one of my favorite NES games. It's I like want, weird... I might watch that because I've never never played Star Tropics. Star Tropics is like so interesting because it's like the Nintendo NES game that just did not become a franchise like everything else. Do you like think even, ever blame- even Kid Icarus got a little love later? <laughs> Do you think Star, Star Tropics ever comes back? Do you think they ever just like, hey, here's one for the real thing? The one reason why it won't is because they just it never even got released in Japan. It was like this weird uh, thing they only released in Europe okay. and America. Yeah, so that's the only reason why. Yeah, they're not going to mm. bother. And then uh, you have the Mega Man X block. There's no classic Mega Man block. I think they're doing Mega Man Four by itself one of these days, which is a small bummer, uh, bummer for. Like yeah, like me, that shirt was made for you. But uh, yeah, I, I know. Keep right, when I saw this thing. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Um, I, I like the the Kirby block. Uh, Robobot is one I, I never, I haven't played yet. And I keep meaning oh. to because I hear it's really great. It's great. I was actually, I'm actually still playing it. I was just playing a little bit last night. I just did like, I think it's like the second to last boss. You know, these days boss fights aren't that great. Right. This is a great boss fight. It's, oh, it's like that's so the nice only 3DS game series, these Kirby games, that actually care about the 3D anymore mm-hmm. and like have some fun with it. It's actually kind of refreshing. I also, I like this, uh, at the end of the day, this RPG block, uh, Oblivion, Divinity, Original Sin, uh, Might Magic 6, Yeez, 
Yeez? I, I never know. Yeah, yeah, it's just Yeez, Yeez Origin. Um, yeah, the, the, I always love to see how these uh, RPGs that are meant to be these sprawling, massive experiences get turned on their heads and are beaten in 30 or 40 minutes. Um, that's always pretty cool. Uh, and then, yeah, that next day, here's this might be the one I'm looking forward to the most because I haven't seen this yet. Tiny Toons Adventures, Buster Bust Loose. Have you ever played this? Yes, game? one of my like one of my secret favorite games. Absolutely, it's so good. Yes, and all it, the Tiny Toons Adventure games are, but this one's right. this one's amazing. And it seems like built for speedrun because the whole mechanic mm-hmm. is like this run meter thing it has going on. You kind of can run up walls. You have to like yeah. these quick jumps to keep it going. Like oh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm looking That's forward to that. Yeah, that, that that might actually be like one of those games that breaks out and people will start noticing more because it should be i mean i guess it's 358 in the morning but or at least for me um but i hope that like it, people share videos of it because it's gonna be pretty mm-hmm. cool um and then yeah, oh, sorry. Go ahead. well oh. the end of that day you have leak to the past pretty classic game all dungeons swordless oh so, wow not allowed to use the sword it's gonna beat the game that and it kind of starts this whole zelda block you have a uh, zelda 2 eventually link up to that and then a link's awakening dx so that'll be oh, fun. I, I love Link's Awakening. I'll be watching oh, that yeah. one for sure. Um, the Tetris Grandmaster block, like you have to. Like that's just so, it's so insane to see how well these people play this game. Um, uh, you, you hear like, and it, you know, like there's like eight people in this thing uh, and they all come up and they take, there's an eight way 100% race. Like, I don't know how you race in Tetris, but um, like maybe they race to a certain amount of lines, uh, like removed. but the way that they play it, is like magic if they look like they are on another plane of existence um and you have to see it if you haven't seen it before so it's definitely a, like a must watch uh, and it's why it's like it's in prime time uh and like in the middle of the evening on that night so so yeah definitely catch that and here's a couple that are interesting to me kingdom hearts 2 final mix i like kingdom hearts but Terrible the games. super mario series warpless relay race relay race I, it doesn't say which games are going oh. through probably at least the first three and this is gonna be nuts the, these relays are kind of becoming more popular you don't see a whole lot of them in games not quite yet i think they did a donkey kong country one uh earlier series. this year yeah that so it's going to be phenomenal that's th- like they're predicting three hours for that that's yeah. uh, and that's on Friday, man. It's like uh, I'm gonna have to like try to get work right. done earlier that day and, so I could just start watching that. And this is interesting. Super Metroid is on this day. They are not doing it as the last, uh, even like kind of the last day this time. Mm-hmm. Usually they say Super Metroid. Yep, but it, it, it's a day before the last, and it's a race. Um, and the Super Metroid races are always awesome, no matter what. And then basically just that entire like night like area is Final Fantasy VII, eighty <laughs> percent. Eight hours. Eight hours. I think that's the longest one by far. Like like, tw- like more than twice any other game. Um, they've they've done this before. They did a they did a Final Fantasy Nine Spirit one time. I think they split it up into two days. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a. Uh, I just love the idea of putting in a full work day of eight hours speed running a game. Um, like, how do you learn that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What is what is your life where you're learning how to do that? I, I mean, love it. I want that life. No. Yeah. I mean, that sounds incredible. I, do you think? That they'll ever do uh, Breath of the Wild like 100 percent on a. On I'm this. actually surprised there isn't at least a Breath of the Wild any percent. I'd be yeah. shocked if it wasn't a. It might be a donation incentive or something. That's probably right. right. Yeah, they, that that sounds right because it's it's so fast. Um, you know, I think they've gotten it down to 40 minutes that you could do it as a donation incentive and slot it in there pretty easily. Now, I, my understanding is the 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 record for the 100 percent. Uh, getting everything in the game <laughs> is like 45 hours or some shit like right. that. Right. Well, that's going to get refined, but... Yeah, no, totally. It, of it can't be too much more, because to do 
everything, you still have to go to those places. Yeah. Which is a lot of places to go to. Man, that's um yeah, that's something I want to see, but I just I know they're not gonna do it until they get get it refined. It maybe next year. Hopefully maybe uh the you know awesome games done quick, which they do in the winter. And I'll tell you what, this last day might be the best one. Yeah, there are some heavy like you were saying. Titanfall two Titanfall two I am. Oh, can't wait to see that. Uh, an hour and forty two an hour and forty two minutes. I'm surprised it takes that long. Feels like a short game. Uh it just well, I guess I I don't think there's a whole lot of room for kind of tr- tricking it. Right? Exactly, it is a pretty linear game. So. That's why I'm excited. So I'm, I'm excited because it, I bet they're just like doing the way, playing the game the way you're supposed to play it, just awesomely. It's probably going going to look incredible. I bet that's going to be like one of the most visually pleasing games to watch in this whole this whole thing. Uh, but some other like some other huge things. Uh, I like Super Hot, Super Mario 64, Legend of Zelda. Uh, oh, the Super Gass. Mario 64, 120 star run. I've seen this a few times now. It's always one of my favorite yes. speed runs. It's so cool. There's all the because I mean, Mario 64, you know, with all the kind of acrobatic wall jumping and all this weird stuff. It's just a super neat run. And Diablo 2 is always mm-hmm. a fun speed run. It's so neat because they 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 do it almost once every year because you do it with a different class and it's a completely different experience mm-hmm. and this time it's with the assassin which was one of the uh, dlc classes in the expansion so i'm really excited for that and then uh super hot uh, 20 22 minutes i, I might have mentioned that but uh that they're ending the whole thing uh with another long one which is something they normally do uh where the last the last game that they play is a long one it's earthbound yeah. four and a half hours um right any, I any percentage glitches, Mario rpg was the last one so yes. that makes sense yeah um, glitchless, uh, which is how I typically prefer these longer games because I like to see like the actual games themselves instead of uh, cutting out hours and hours and hours of a game uh, through jumping through walls or whatever. Um, I, I, I probably by then I'll probably be burnt out. We'll see. Um, I, I, Earthbound's a game that I've played a couple, like started a couple times and haven't really gotten into. Um, but four and a half hours, I might. We'll see. We'll see how I commit myself. I know every time Super or every time Earthbound gets re-released, I try yet again to play. Mm-hmm. I probably do it again with the SNES Classic. Like this time, I'll beat it. <laughs> I always get a little further every time, uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm just then I'm just like, all right. I, I, I always I think part of it is like I just feel bad because I know people love the game mm-hmm. and like I just don't I never start loving it and I still like I start feeling guilty. Yeah, like, the, oh, the last time I played it, it, it was finally starting to click with me to the point where I was like, I am really enjoying this. I'm like, I'm getting kind of the hooks into it where I feel attached to it in the way that some people talk about it. Uh, but I just got too busy. So I'm, I'm feeling like the next time that I do pick it up is going to be the time I finally get through it. But yeah, or I'll, or I'll just watch the speed run and that'll be that. There you go. Good enough. Yeah. Okay. So, man, we that went a lot longer than I was expecting. But so let me explain what <laughs> we're going to do with this E3 thing. So I looked at the calendar. We have seven podcasts before E3. Um, oh, uh, so we're like picking. I get it. So it, like I was like, Huh. So if we if we wanted to, we could just kind of take like all the big companies that, especially all the companies that have uh, E3 presentations, and then that week before E3, we could do a big roundup, and that's everything. That's all of them. Um, so why don't we start? And we'll go in order of of the way the the presentations are happening. And the first one is on Saturday. It's Electronic Arts. Um, I'm not sure there's going to be a ton to say about them, so it's probably good to take a long time well, with this GDQ. But it's, what do you expect from EA at E3? Star Wars, I think. Yeah. They're going to talk a lot about Battlefront 2 because that's the game coming out this holiday. That'll be the I one think. that's plastered everywhere. Like, the, yeah. the, like I, I mean, I think um, the LA Convention Center might have Battlefront 2 up on its, uh, you know, it's the big mm-hmm. billboard thing that they have every year. I think that's going to be the game. 
and I think we'll see like a little bit more, like an actual trailer of some kind for the uh, Amy Hennig. But yeah, the Amy Henning Star Wars game. It'll have like a name. Like we're not gonna see a lot. It's not, it's not gonna be coming out super soon. But we're going to see more of it. Yeah. What about the ty- or the uh, respawn Star Wars game? No, probably not that one yet. I feel like we might get a title for that one. So I think we might get a teaser trailer for Amy Hennig, and we might get a title for the respawn one. Uh, just so they can like really hit home with well, Star Wars. We uh, we have it, and we are doing a lot with it. Uh, so get Battlefront too, because that's the way you can really enjoy that until right. those other games come out. Um, but what else? I mean, I mean, we don't we don't have to talk about EA Sports games. We know what well, those they've are. been saying for a while. Yeah, EA Sports. They've been saying for a while. Bioware is working on something new, right? Uh, do we do we hear about that now? It, it seems kind of almost it's like, weird. It, it weird seems time. even this just like. Four months ago, that would have been a bigger deal, but it just seems like people aren't going to be as excited about like the new Bioware thing as they used to. I, yeah, and they have so many people like coming out and saying, "Actually, Mass Effect Andromeda is not that bad." Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I, it's it's a it's a weird time because like yeah, there are people coming out who, who do say, who do enjoy Andromeda, but there's still that huge audience that is in the midst of their Bioware backlash, um, and it, it might be a rough time to try to to try out something new from Bioware when they're still trying to pay, pay, you know, pay over the feelings about Andromeda. Um, so that might have to wait for a little bit longer, but who knows? We'll see where we're at when we're at, when we're there. Right. Um, like, I'm not, I'm not sure. Is it, Battlefield's probably taking a year off because Battlefront's coming out. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. like what else? Like other series, like, well, we're going to see Need for Speed again. Maybe the p- people care. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, don't, I think Dead Space is probably done for a bit. I think Mirror's Edge is probably done for a bit. Uh, like, if you go to, like, upcoming titles from EA... That's what I'm looking at. It's like, three games. Yeah, Sea of Solitude, Fee, and Star Wars Battlefront 2. I don't know what those other two are. Two, uh, and that seems very strange for a publisher the size of Electronic Arts, that we right. only know about three of their games that are coming up. Yeah, like, here's, like, okay, like, like here's some games that have come out recently from them. Um... Mirror's Edge 2, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, um, you know, all their sports games. They they have UFC as well, like so like so they have a lot of sports game stuff. Do you think okay, here's one. Do we get skate four? Yeah. You know, is, is that almost, the one? It all just seems like they should just for the goodwill at this yeah. point. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so I mean, people that don't know, there's like a whole like hashtag skate four thing that I think got started maybe because of PewDiePie or someone like that. Someone played it on YouTube and they, uh, skate three anyhow they played. Uh, got a lot of people excited about the series again, um, and EA never really acknowledged it. But I, I mean, it feels like it's kind of if this is if they really do have a gap in their production, uh, you know, outside of Star Wars, it seems like a kind of game you could make relatively inexpensively. But I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't know what their engines like. Um, but I mean, I, I'm I'm having like I'm struggling to think of like what else they could have. Uh, yeah, me too. Right. Uh, be, I don't know because they've been so. I don't know. Do they get like a new Dead Space or something like that? No, because I mean that's going to eat into their Star Wars sales. Like they, yeah, they don't, they don't do like a, another sci-fi. Fight. They've been so battlefield y right lately, right? I mean, it's been working. And then mirrors. I mean, gosh, they've been so dependent on dice, man. Mm-hmm. They've been pushing dice hard. Yeah, I mean, I think they've clearly just hired a million other people yeah. into other studios that are called dice that aren't really part of the original dice. But sure. it, it's still in that infrastructure. Um, yeah. 
What about like uh, Sim City or, or The Sims? That stuff from Maxis. I mean, God, the last Sim City was such a disaster. Uh, even Sims. I mean, they're still making just content for whatever the last Sims was. How, I think. How many of these things are? Oh man, that last EA thing was such a disaster. Like The Sims, right. uh, Medal of Honor. Uh, anything to but do. That water wasn't disaster. To be fair, it was just kind of a. But I mean, it was disaster in terms of their expectations for that series, where they were like, "This is going to be our off year from Battlefield. We'll go Battlefield, and then we'll have Medal of Honor, Battlefield, Medal of Honor. Both of these are going to go toe to toe." Yeah, sure is lucky that they can just depend on these certain franchises. Right, that, F- FIFA and Madden and Battlefield are going to just keep making them enough money that they don't have to worry about a lot of other stuff. Right, and, and Battlefront Two is going to make them a lot of money. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like. Are we going to see some sort of new thing? Is it going to be like you know? It, it's weird because it used to, like the, it used this thing. We used to be like, oh, EA kind of sucks, and then for a bit they didn't suck anymore. It kind of feels like they're starting to suck again. I mean, they're just feel yeah, I suck in the way that it's like uninspiring. Sure, I'm not. I, they're not the evil empire anymore. Like I think some people used to consider them, but they're definitely. They definitely still run their developers into the ground, and a lot of times those developers are beloved developers from 20, 10 to 20 years ago uh, that aren't making the kinds of games that we want anymore because it just seems like that's the EA story. Um, and don't I you, think we, don't you looking at just how short it is, there's got to be something from Bioware, something, something, whatever that is. It might be. that. I mean, they might have to just to fill out that that uh their presentation i mean star wars is going to be most of that that it is going to be a very star wars year for you uh-huh. which is fine better yeah, better than nothing i'll take it i like star wars i wish i wish titanfall was like as big as some of those <laughs> other games so they could see what else is coming from that wouldn't this have been a good year for titanfall too yeah maybe i mean like the summer like this summer like right now uh right they were released at right like the end of spring at the beginning of the summer right now instead of when they did i think that game would have They've been like, oh yeah, it's just like another great game in the series, or the, 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 no, just release at the same time as Call of Duty and Battlefield. That's that makes perfect right. sense. Uh, Ultima, that's their next game. They're gonna bring back oh, Ultima man, Online. Funny. Yeah, I, I so yeah, I mean, a, a Battlefront Two is probably gonna be enough to to get them all the attention that they want, and it, it justifies their EA play because there's gonna be that audience that comes out for um, for Star Wars specifically and only Star Wars. Uh, so yeah, I mean they could get by on just having like Battlefront Two and a few other things and their EA Sports stuff, um, but I, I would hope that they would surprise us. I think that's going to be the story with a lot of these, uh, with a lot of our, our overviews of what's coming from these companies at E4. They, they still have the Harry Potter license, right? It feels like nothing's been done with that for no, a while. No, it's got to be Warner Brothers, right? Is it Warner Brothers? I mean, if, if, if it was, had, it, it, I guess was, so. you're right. You're right. It was them like a long time ago, but if they haven't done it in a long time. Uh, Not since the movie gonna, ones. Maybe right. it expired after the movies. Were I'm done. sure it expired. And if if it did, it reverted back to Warner Brothers. Who Somebody's got to be making some kind of Harry Potter game, man. They just like for for something that seems so fit for video game, and they haven't tried very hard outside of like the licensed ones. I I, I think the problem with that is like they're like, oh, that would be perfect for MN, uh, an MMO, and MMOs. No don't one wants to make anymore. an MMO. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no one wants to put that. Especially, the problem, especially like, like EA. If EA had that license, yeah. EA's like, oh my god, yeah. please, we did Star Wars: the, the Old Republic, and we know, no. we know. It is a problem. Like it's a cool. F- franchise but to make that the harry potter game it's going to be like a lot of work do you remember the bethesda event last year where that lady was going really crazy for the elder scrolls online no like during their thing like they came out like the i can't remember his name from bethesda or whatever um 
But he comes out, and they had a you know pretty strong section on the Elder Scrolls Online, and everyone's like, oh my god, get over it. But there was one lady up front just losing her mind for it, because obviously it was like her game. And like, that's fine. Uh, but do you do you think that like there's going to be like that for the older public their EA's thing? Like yeah. when they're doing their Star Wars block, and they like they spend like their ten minutes on the old Republic because you know they'll, they'll be lucky to, to give two minutes to the old Republic. I, I, I hope so. I hope you're right, but I bet they're going to do like what Bethesda did and they're going to spend like significant amount of time because as part of their Star Wars thing, like here's what we're doing. With the old I mean, Republic. it is making them money. They 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 definitely no, turn yeah. it around a bit. It's, it's just not, not. It's just not an E3 kind of thing, right? Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I, it's like I said. I think we're going to be in this situation with a lot of these companies where. We think they're going to need more than what they might actually end up having, uh, and we're not going to really know what they're going to be coming with. Which you know could be an element, or it could be a recipe for surprises, or it could just be, you know, they have what they have, and it's a disappointment. Uh, okay, Mike, I think that's going to do it for this episode. It sounds good. I'm tired of your face, anyways. Yeah, power hour. Um, I want you to just get out of my life, and go away. So, everyone. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Um, why, Mike, why don't you go ahead tell everybody where they can find you on this yeah, year? I was writing at GameSpeed, so go to GameSpeed.com. Check me out there. I'm told Koto, T-O-L-K-O-T-O on Twitter. And uh, be sure to go to uh, ebpodcast.com. This is the other podcast I do with my brother, AJ. It's also a video game podcast. Exploding Barrel Podcast. That's what EB stands for, <laughs> if you were curious. Stands for Erectile Boners. Nice. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Man, I was what on point. What are you, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel pretty good about that one. Um, and I'm Jeff, Jeff Grubbers. On tw- I see, I thought you I thought you got over it, Mike. I thought we were done. And <laughs> you still snuck it in there. Snuck it in there. Yeah. Um, I'm Jeff Grubb on Twitter. I also make videos on YouTube. I decide when things are done, Jeff, not you. <laughs> uh, I could tell last week I was going to pay for that when I said that. <laughs> um, uh, I'm right now on YouTube. I'm doing a series uh, where I'm trying to get a perfect uh, 60 points, first place finish, and all of 200cc on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's been it's been fun. It, it's harder than I was expecting. I wanted to do this on the Wii U, and I'm just going to get it done on the Switch. Now that I'm, you should do it the way you now. That really draws. I know. Yeah, that's what people. That's what the content. People <laughs> that's want. what they want. Darn it! Yeah. Wii U game. <laughs> the, like I hear it every day. We come into work and there's just email after email. Cover the Wii U yeah. more. It's like cover it's the a lot Wii of Wii U more. buzz right now, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.